You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Gottlieb. Bills Mafia. Welcome in and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast, a show on the Buffalo Fanbase Podcast Network, the originators of Bills Mafia. Thank you again for joining me tonight. We got football to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Preseason kicked off for the Bills, and they take down the Colts in dramatic fashion with a field goal to win the game. 46-yarder from Tyler Bass with time expiring on the clock. How about some drama for the first preseason game? And we're going to dive into that. I wanted to start tonight's show... Anybody that you know has subscribed and was looking for an episode last week, apologies for not having one. Uh, I was a little bit tied up last week. Your boy is officially married, um, so that was uh, it was a great day. And just want to take this time to give a shout out to my wife Leanne. <laughs> Still feels a little weird to say, but um, she's been very loving and supporting, and and been my biggest fan through. Um, this journey in the podcast space. So shout out and thank you to her. And without further ado, we're going to get right into it, talking about this game. And I'm going to go a little unconventional. I, I usually start out, you know, with the positives and whatnot from the game and decided to go the other approach here and just kind of start out with some of the things that I didn't like from the game. Um, kind of wrap it up with the things I did like, because there was, I mean, there was a lot to not like about this game, right? Um, but also, you know, they they come away with a win, and felt like ending the episode on more of a higher note than than piling the negative on and and calling it a day. Um, so right off the bat, it it's hard not to talk about the turnovers first for things that I didn't like. Um, obviously, five turnovers in the game. Uh, there's three interceptions, uh, one from Matt Barkley, two from Case Keenum. Uh, then we had the fumble from Jake Kumaro, um, which was actually on a, a pretty beautiful pass and hit him right in stride, and he did get whacked around pretty good. But um, for a guy that's going to be fighting for a roster spot kind of right on that the end of the wide receiver bubble, uh, tough play there. And then also a strip sack on Case Keenum. Um, so... Overall, not a great day for Case Keenum, um, and for for the team in general as far as ball security goes, and respecting the football and respecting your opportunities with the football, it's something we hear McDermott talk about all the time. And yeah, sure, this is you know a first preseason game. Uh, we're not seeing very many of our starters out there. This is something McDermott mentioned it going into halftime. There's more turnovers after the half. It, they're going to get drilled for this. And hopefully, you know, come the second preseason game, we see more respect for the ball, more more ball security. But that was not something I was a fan of. Another thing I wasn't a fan of this game is something that we've seen a lot throughout the tenure of McDermott as head coach. And that, for me, was penalties. Um, so we ended the day with 11 penalties, which to me is a big yikes. Um, because as I just mentioned, it, it is something that we've struggled with under McDermott. And 
this is something that I, I've always had a hard time wrapping my head around because he, he's, as a coach, so structured, so disciplined. Uh, so, you know, this is how we do it in Buffalo. And we've always had, I don't want to say undisciplined teams, but we've had teams that take a lot of penalties. Um, so I, I'd say here's something that I'd like to see cleaned up, but I guess the track record kind of shows me I'm, I'm not overly optimistic in, in that department. Um, third down conversions were a real struggle this game. I don't have the final number in front of me, but I know coming out of halftime, our offense was 0 for 8 on third downs. Um, this is something that, you know, I, I guess it's something that I'll roll with, um, being that we don't have all our starters out there. You know, we rolled out our number twos versus their number ones. But 0 for 8, it, it's, it's tough pill to swallow. And, you know, granted, with all the turnovers, we took a lot of drives right right out of our own hands there. And, you know, the defense keeping it a close game. But definitely something... You know, there were some short yardage ones in there too, and and that's not even getting into how many attempts we had on fourth down that also weren't converted. Um, so offense as a whole, I guess, was pretty stagnant in the first half. Uh, we did see a couple big plays right on the first drive, Zach Moss. We'll get into that and some of the things that I liked. Um, but kind of other than a few flashy plays, the offense was really, really pretty stagnant in the first half. Uh, other thing I didn't like, we see Kyer Elam go down with an injury, ends up in the medical tent. Um, now, I'll put this one in, in the things I liked and the things I didn't like. He does end up getting medically cleared. And, you know, they basically say if, if this was a regular season game, if there was something on the line, he could have come back into the game. So being being a young player that we kind of want to see some reps from, I'm glad they did, in fact, hold him out of the game. You don't want to you know, risk something else happening there. Um, but you'll, you'll hear me say a ton of times on this show, I, I absolutely love the preseason for basically everything except the injuries. I... People, people get bored of seeing, you know, these backup players, these fringe roster players. You get to know them, and then they're not even around. This is actually one of my favorite times of the year is, like, this this final roster construction, um, especially with this team. You know, we're not seeing a ton of action from our starters, and you're seeing kind of our depth go against, yes, some of their depth later on in the game, but we did see, you know, Matt Ryan out there. We did see some of their starters and and just seeing how our team holds up so other than the the injury concerns i my heart was in my throat when i see elam headed to the sidelines trey white's already you know a question mark for the beginning of the season and that's just just a very key position that i I don't want to see any any injuries at um i guess this is also kind of in the plus minus column I, I didn't like that Mark uh, Matt Barkley looked better than Case Keenum. And I'm kind of chalking this one up a little bit to Barkley's been in the building before. You know, it's a different offensive coordinator, but similar system. Dorsey worked under Dayball. 
Um, so I guess Barkley gets a little bit of a leg up there. Barkley was probably also playing more against, you know, the Colts third team versus Keenum playing against their ones and twos. Um, but I was very excited for Keenum coming into the building and honestly feel like he's kind of more of a fringe starter in the NFL than an actual backup. So it, it was something I was very excited to see. You know, I was glad to hear Josh wouldn't be playing tonight. I, I was really excited to see what Keenum did and he looked pretty rough out there. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens going forward. I, I still don't see we're going to, think we're going to see a ton of time from Allen. So Keenum will get his opportunity to kind of watch some film, you know, pick back up and, and then hopefully by the end of preseason, we don't have to see him do much other than, you know, some victory formation stuff. Um, but that's about it that I didn't like in this game, kind of broad strokes on it. Um, hit us up, leave a comment. If there's, you know, some other things that you didn't like something we didn't talk about here. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. On the other side, we're going to come back with things that I did like to see tonight. Stick around. Hey, this is Bill's Vader. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back in, Bill's Mafia. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode of the Wandering Buffalo podcast. We're going to dive into a much longer list of things that I did like from this preseason game. And... Like I said before the break, this this is these preseason games. As much as you know, people complain about them; they're boring. It's not real football. Yada yada yada. I really enjoy seeing these games, especially with the team that we have, and really seeing what kind of depth pieces we have. This is, you know, to me, players that we've drafted, players that we're developing, um, players that might take on more significant roles in a year or two. Um, when we don't want to pay out a big contract, when we have to make those tough decisions, really like not just on the injury front of the next man in line, but two, three years down the line, uh, what players do we need to have step up that we've drafted and whatnot? And I'm going to start out with just kind of a general statement on the team on something I liked. And that to me is, I guess, that general statement of character, um, mental strength, um, whatever you want to say, that that it factor with this team of despite it being a preseason game and, you know, it not really mattering for anything standing-wise or anything like that, um, this game was looking pretty bleak for a while. The offense wasn't really moving, and then all of a sudden the, the offense started firing. Matt Barkley comes out, he's throwing bombs. The defense kind of plays off that and they stiffen up and they're getting big stops and for what it's worth in a pointless preseason game they dug their feet in and came away and snatched this one away from the Colts uh, I'll be in a dramatic fashion last second field goal um, but even at that you know the last two minutes there was clock control there was um, just a really effective two-minute drill to kind of take any chance the Colts had away from it, salt away the clock, and just finish the game with nothing in doubt except for a bass field goal going through. Um, so I, I guess that's my, my first major thing that I liked, kind of a blanket kudos to the team. Um, so I did kind of like an offensive player of the game, defensive player of the game. 
um, as things I liked. And for me on offense, it started <laughs> it started leaning towards Matt Barkley. He ended up having a really good day. Um, but Khalil Shakir, I've been so excited to see this dude in action. And when we're talking about a guy that you know kind of starts the year probably a little bit buried on the steps chart, this is the type of guy that I'm looking for you know, two, three years down the line, do we need him to have a significant role? And then I see what he comes out and does tonight in game action. Uh, he catches all five of uh, his, all five of the balls thrown his way, goes for 92 yards, averaging 18 yards per catch, and had a little toe drag swag on the sideline. And just overall, you know, he was getting separation. He was making the most of his opportunities and. I don't really know what else to say about this young man, except I was very excited that we were able to snag him in the fifth round. Uh, we talked about it on the draft show. I I was clamoring for him from round three and beyond. Um, so to be able to pick him up in the fifth round and the impact that I think he has the chance of making on this team, even in year one, um, it's kind of making me a little bit reminiscent of Gabe Davis of you know, there was so much talk of is Gabe Davis really good or is he a product of being this fourth receiver and the guys in front of him? Are, is that just creating opportunities? And I think he's kind of put that, that talk to rest. Um, but also, I, I don't care <laughs> if Shakir can come in as the number four receiver and, and have that Gabe Davis-like impact because guys like Davis and Diggs are commanding the attention and and he pops off and has a big game um i think that's just the next step in the evolution of this offense um defensively balen specter uh seventh round pick from the bills kind of an afterthought to me when i was watching that game tonight and there's some honorable mentions for this um but every time I, I I see a tackle being made, I see a defensive play being made, Balen Spector was in the mix. Um, there was one play in particular. Um, they were running the ball, and there's this wide open hole, and Spector had this read and react, and he shed his block and then just squared up in the hole. And that run looked to me like it was going to go for about 15, 20 yards, and he just got right off that block and and stuffed the run right in the hole. Um, he had a couple really good um, pass pressures. He had a would be sack that was called up, called back on a really strange penalty. I forgot the wording of it, but it was like an illegal block from the defense, which I've watched a lot of football in my life, and I don't think I've ever seen that flag thrown. Um, but that one right there backbreaker and ended up keeping the drive alive um, but he was still still chasing chasing down the quarterback and I believe it was still Nick Foles at the time and it would have been like a 20 yard loss and honestly he looked fast getting back there so probably a guy that we won't see a ton throughout the year but um, for a team that you know who's going to be the AJ Klein replacement and whatnot I'll tell you what for for a one-game sample size, Bale Inspector looked looked the part of what we had from AJ Klein. You know, kind of a run-stopping linebacker, and when they send him on a blitz, he he's going straight after the quarterback. 
he looked he looked great tonight. Um, Zach Moss, I thought flashed a little bit tonight in very limited work. Um, he had a he broke off the twenty seven yard run on on the first drive of the game. Um, ended up with a total of three carries for thirty seven yards, and he's a guy that that Bills Mafia has been a little bit down on. Um, I've seen a lot from Zach Moss, and he had some of the most, um, I guess, difficult situations coming in his first couple of years in the league. You're talking about, you know, a COVID season, messed up off season, um, training camps all different and jumbled. You know how how hard of a transition it's got to be to the NFL to start with. Um, then last year, you know, battling some significant injuries and. Zach Moss is like a perfect complement in, in this offense. You got Singletary kind of that little jack of all trades running back. You add James Cook to, you know, possibly be a little bit more of the pass catching speed guy, and Zach Moss just banging you in between the tackles. Um, so I've been really excited to see what he looks like fully healthy and you know, dropping his shoulder through people's people like you know we expected from him coming out of utah um so really excited to see what his next step looks like in this offense um isaiah hodgins um kind of a kind of a similar path um with zach moss of you know battling a lot of training camp injuries you know looking great through the spring and then having an injury setback and you know not able to really make his mark and I'll tell you what, he looked good tonight. Um, nine catches on 11 targets, 77 yards. And what I really liked about his game today was his ability to catch the ball in traffic. And I think uh, it was Tasker said something on, on the play-by-play of, you know, he kind of has to be that guy because he doesn't, you know, get great separation. Well, if he can make the plays in traffic like he was making tonight, Maybe that's not the most important thing for him right now because we do have separators on the team. And, you know, he was really kind of a possession receiver tonight. And he also had a 27-yard bomb from Barkley um, in the fourth quarter that that uh, set up the Blackshear touchdown that put us within one score. Um, so I thought he had a great game tonight. And something that just complicates this wide receiver room even more um, we're always we're already talking about you know the top four or five spots are are pretty solidified. Um, how many receivers are the Bills going to keep? I don't know. Um, but a game or two more like this from Hodgins, and and there's going to be some some difficult decisions being made there. Um, for what it's worth, I thought Blackshear looked great tonight in the open field. <laughs> to me, this was every time I saw him with the ball in his hands, I was like. We got another Christian Wade situation on our hands. Um, he looked electric in the open field. He had a few nice catch and runs. I think he ended up with four or five catches, something like 60 yards, and then added another two touchdowns on the ground. Um, this is going to be a really difficult roster to make as a running back. You know, where I just had mentioned. You know, the, the top three assumed guys in Singletary, Moss, and James Cook. You add in Duke Johnson that we 
we added in the off season this year. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really tough roster to crack, but I could see this as being a guy that's pretty solid on on the on the practice squad, and you know maybe something happens throughout the year, and uh, it it starts to build a little confidence in a guy that's you know kind of waiting in the wings right now. Um, defensively, I I really liked that the score of the game was staying pretty close despite the early and often turnovers. Um, they really kind of had stop after stop. And, you know, the Colts were doing a similar thing to the Bills of, you know, kind of playing situational football, using this as, I guess, like an elongated practice of, you know, spots where they would be kicking field goals and, you know, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Um, so I think that was a little bit of a benefit to it. Um, but in particular, the the series following, um, I believe it was Barkley's interception deep in our own territory. They get the ball at like the 20-yard line, and we keep them out of the end zone. And I I believe I, I, that was an impressive stop to me early in the game. Um, my honorable mention for the defensive player of the game was Christian Benford, and another guy new to the team this year and you know kind of climbing that uphill battle to to secure a spot at cornerback but he was very similar to specter to me tonight Um, i thought he was all over the place Um, he was filling in run fits he seemed to have pretty sticky coverage uh pass breakup or two in there and you know just overall you know staying with the receivers and He's a guy that we've been hearing a lot about through training camp, and um, in front of him, I guess Cam Lewis is still there. He he had a nice game tonight too, uh, tackle for loss. Um, but we're talking, you know, Trey White, Kyer Elam, Taron Johnson, Cam Lewis, uh, Dane Jackson, Nick McLeod. Um, just a lot of a lot of players that are in front of him. But again, this is another guy to me that. If he can string together another couple games like this, like how do we ignore him? How do we try to you know sneak him through to to the practice squad? He's not going to be there. Uh, so I was, I was very impressed with him tonight, and he's somebody that when the Bills brought him in, I, I was trying to you know get some film on coming from a small school, and there there wasn't a a ton out there, but. What I did see, I liked, and then, you know, kind of through training camps, hearing what's being said about him, uh, he was a guy I was keeping keeping my eye on tonight, and I thought he did a really good job out there. Um, Kyrie Elam, I didn't see him get targeted a ton tonight, but from the plays that I was able to catch, it looked like he was playing pretty sticky in coverage, had, had a couple little lapses, I guess. Um, but overall, for being... You know, kind of the rookie debut. I liked what I saw from him out there. And I remember one play in particular. It was uh it was a third and ten and um the ball's coming his way and he goes in and you know tries to rake the ball away. The receiver ends up making the reception and he tackles him immediately and it's a two yard gain. And bro, Elam looked pissed. He looked pissed. He knew he he wanted the interception. He knew he should have had the pass breakup. 
that's something that I love to see out of my players of like, yeah, I stopped him. It's fourth and eight, whatever, you know, we're off the field, but he wanted more. Like he, he wanted that moment. And I love, I love that competitive fire in him. Um, again, on, on the plus side, I'm glad to see that it doesn't appear that he had any sort of serious injury. Um, don't do that to me again, Kyrie. We need you out there. <laughs> You're scaring me. Um, Carl uh, Boogie Basham had the strip sack, and we got to talk about the Bernard scoop and score. Um, just an awesome play, and it was kind of, you know, at at the clip that we were turning the ball over, it was it was kind of like, okay, we we need a big play from our defense. We need to flip the script on them, and just in in one moment. You know, yeah, we had like three turnovers by that point, um, but all of a sudden our turnover was much more impressive. Um, same thing with Jaquan Johnson. He he picks off the ball, and that man had his mind on a touchdown, and unfortunately came up a little short. But he had some he had some nice field vision there, and and bringing the ball back, pretty pretty solid return there, and. Overall, I think the defense was, I don't even know if the right word is, you know, like complimentary football, um, because the, the offense was so stagnant. It was really the defense keeping keeping them in this game, and I feel like they, they were a little, given up a little bit in the second half, um, but as the offense started firing, the defense really started digging in, and it was kind of stop after stop after stop, and really both sides of the ball and I'm going to throw special teams in there too, because we're going to get to that um, really kind of came together and it, it was kind of this back and forth throughout the game of, you know, which side of the ball was playing better and which side was struggling a little bit. And it kind of all came together in the fourth quarter and ends up being a bills win uh, on the special teams front. Um, Tyler Bass, money, game-winning kick, and my guy holding the ball, Matareza, that looked like a pretty good hold to me. And as weird as it is, it's you know, something that a lot of us have been kind of holding our breath on throughout training camp of, okay, we, we drafted this, this kid with a sick leg, but we got to worry about what he looks like as a holder. Looked good to me tonight. So, um... We got that. Hopefully that continues going. And then that punt that he had. I've never been more thrilled, excited. I don't even know the word. I, I was giddy watching this man punt. You know, deep in our own end, he, he kicks it from like the 5-10 yard line. And that ball just, unfortunately, it rolled into the end zone. But if we're talking about a guy that, you know, has the ability to flip the field for us, Punting from damn near your own end zone and having a net 62-yard punt, that's not too shabby. And I have to watch this one again, and I certainly will watch it again over and over. Um, it looked like if that had just a little bit more hang time under it, our gunners might be getting under it. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's a pretty far distance to run in four or five seconds. Um, but even even if it just had just that little bit of juice taken off of it you know it rolled about halfway through the end zone um but if that bounces you know five yards closer we're talking about 
the potential of having a punter that can basically kick it from your own goal line and potentially, you know, pin you back to your own one, which is absolutely insane to me. Granted, we still kind of got a... There wasn't a ton of punting in this game, so to me, still have to see if if he, you know, can dial in the, you know, the coffin corner kick type deals, the, you know, we're kicking it from our own 30, 40 yard line and just trying to pin them deep. Um, that's something that we still have to see from him. I'm not saying that he can or can't do that. We just haven't really seen much of it. But again, seeing, seeing a dude boot it that far and, you know, if, if, ifs and maybes, but say he takes five yards off that kick and you're talking about a 75 yard kick that they're fielding at their own one when you got stopped inside your own 20 is it's just ludicrous that that advantage that it could create for this already really talented roster um so i love that and the last thing i'll say that i love from this game is you bill's mafia um, anybody that was in, in attendance tonight, that there was a point in the fourth quarter where this rally started happening and it's a preseason game. I, I've been to preseason games. I've left preseason games early. I usually stick around for the whole thing once I already make the trip out there, but usually around the third, fourth quarter in a preseason game is where we see the, the crowd start thinning out. Um, not with this team, not with this fan base. Um, I should have seen this coming. I was at the the blue and red return of the blue and red scrimmage, and that was what forty fifty thousand people, and there was like next to nobody leaving before that practice ended. Um, so I shouldn't have been surprised tonight. Um, but that you know little mini comeback starts happening in the fourth quarter, and I swear to God, watching that on on TV sounded like you know, we are going for a game-winning drive in the playoffs. Like, that crowd sounded ruckus. So if you were there, thank you. Good work. Awesome. This is why, you know, this is why Bill's Mafia is Bill's Mafia. If you were watching at home, you were probably just as loud as everybody in the stadium. And honestly, I I think seeing that atmosphere for an August preseason game on a Saturday night was my favorite takeaway from the whole game. So, good work, Bills Mafia. Keep it going through the regular season. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for tonight's show. Um, thank you again for joining me. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe. Um, we have content coming out every Monday. Uh, make sure you don't miss any of it. Um, drop a comment. Let us know what you thought about the show. Um, your takeaways from the games, the highs, the lows. Um, what you're looking forward to seeing through the next two preseason games and moving into the regular season um, with this roster, um, who you want to see make an impact, who you think is, you know, really stepping up in, in these preseason games. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, join the show, you know, have anything you want us to talk to about on the show, um, you can hit me up at jgods22, or you can search us up anywhere. Just look for the Wandering Buffalo. That's going to do it tonight. Go Bills!